my friends to the Bob and Brad podcast, which is produced by Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet, in our opinion. I am exactly one half of the Bob and Brad team, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined by Chris, the pharmacist, the smartest man I know. In fact, Brad and I were talking. We think he's a a cyborg or something. (laughs) So anyway, we're going to talk about human growth hormone. Uh, Doesn't slow aging, increase height. And then we're going to talk about ten, at least 10 ways to, bo- to boost it naturally. So why don't we talk first uh, about the possible benefits, Chris, uh, of, of human growth hormones? Well, well I mean, you know, when you really look at growth hormone, I mean, it, it, from a prescriptive standpoint, I mean, it's really designed for about three generalized categories. If you're born of short stature, uh, you know, if you have waste. So to be a child. I yeah, think. generally for childhood use. Uh, so, Chris, why don't we first start talking about the possible benefits of the human growth hormone? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, there's just a, you know, a few noted benefits that they found through years of research with using human growth hormone. It's going to be, you know, kids basically born with short stature for a variety of different reasons. And there's multiple syndromes within that umbrella. Um, it's going to be used for the the wasting of muscle in people that have HIV or AIDS to help to kind of stimulate that and kind of distribute some of the fat uh, problems that are sometimes associated with HIV medications. And then really it's going to come down to, you know, people that have had tumors, uh, things that mess up with the pituitary gland. So whether there's been some cancer or just something that's just simply not functioning properly. So those are really the real medical reasons why you would use growth hormone. That's the prescription prescription version. And there's a lot of non-prescription things and aspects that certainly go on. I mean, there's a reason why it's illegal in athletics and the Olympics. I mean, frankly, and, it works. And we're talking about earlier how it's being used a lot in Hollywood. In fact, I read, you know, nobody's coming out and telling you they're using it. No, they're not going to tell you. But, but I mean, they, when you're they, 65 they, years old and you look like you're 45, yeah, um, something's going on. And you're ripped. Um, so, I, I mean, there was some that admitted to it. It was Sylvester Stallone. Well, they, fuck, they caught him. Yeah, he, he got busted. Uh, Suzanne Summers did in the book Oliver Stone and Nick Nolte and Nick Nolte. Oh my gosh, he looks like he should be using it, but <laughs> well, hard living. Yeah, hard living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I I had looked up a few too. I wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, so, advanced loss of body fat. Yep. So. Uh, enhance muscle growth. Yes, it will. It's interesting because, you know, growth hormone, that's the interesting thing when you look at athletes. A lot of times when athletes use it, they they stack it with the steroid base. That's how they get the strength aspects. It creates more lean muscle mass, but it doesn't necessarily make you stronger. So it's kind of interesting. So there's something, you know, I mean, one of the reasons that drives that bus is they use insulin-like growth factor, and that's one of the things that helps with the development of of muscle tissue. So it works, and it's a hormone. I mean, it's 191 uh, free peptide chain of amino acids. That's so an athlete together. probably won't want to use it just purely alone. I mean, even no, illegally. Not that strength. we would ever recommend yeah, that no, they would we use that, Bob. But right. I mean, if, if they were going to cheat, they would probably be using it with something else. Sure. So get your facts straight. Okay, next thing, Bob. <laughs> increased uh, exercise capacity? Well, I mean, it's again, it's one of those things where growth hormone drives the bus in everything that we do, whether we're you know, working out, we're, you know, I mean, it, it does so many other intrinsic things in our body, but for a recovery rate. So, I mean, Lance Armstrong's of the world, the, sure. you know, I mean, I think that's a pretty graphic example. I mean, uh, 
unfortunately, professional cycling has been wrought right, with do right. whether it's Terrible. doping, whether it's HGH, whether it's steroids, and this really was all three, um, which is kind of interesting and probably. Yes, if you don't, you didn't have a chance. You, did, you did not have yeah, a chance, you, and it's and, leveling the field, unfortunately. And they had to be smart about it. But the yeah. reality of it is, is, it does speed up recovery and or you know and, and aspects of injury. Um, it will help you to promote a faster recovery. But the the weird thing is, is and I couldn't find an exact reason, and I looked. Uh, it, it does increase, you know, if you have more muscle mass, you would think intrinsically you'd be stronger, but they haven't been able to show that in laboratory studies. That's just so strange. And, the, you know, a lot of these things, too, these studies were done mostly on short stature kids. So when we talk about some of the other things we're going to progress through, too, it, they just noticed the good effects or the U effects of the product on these children as they grew and aged and developed. And, there, you know, other doctors were making the extension of thought for people, you know, and other categories as adults, as aging adults, as aging athletes. And so that's how a lot of these things ended up occurring. So I take it it's used fairly short term for uh, children or, or well, no, it I mean, be you get, several they, years? They want, if they rec the sooner you recognize, like if you have a short stature child, whether it's, you know, premature birth, whether it was a tumor, whether it's one of the syndromes that they use it to treat for, they want to get it in there as quickly as possible. And then for as long as possible. I mean, at the end wow. of the day for growth, I mean, you have a limited spectrum of activity. So when those bones fuse, you know, you're pretty much done, but right. then there's other superficial bones that grow, and then we can talk about acromegaly and things like that, which are side effects that can happen to adults when sure. they're done growing, and you know, you get the longer hands and fingers and feet, and sure. So those smaller bones definitely still continue to grow, which is unique and somewhat problematic. Yeah, I, would that, I don't think would be a desire that you're looking. At, no, no, you, you're looking you, for, you don't so. want the elongated face, big jaw. So, um, in, in with uh, they also talked about prosthesis and improved fracture healing and tougher bones. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, again, it's a hormone. So we have receptor sites all over our bodies, and so it helps to stimulate bone growth. And so we we know that for a fact. And I mean, you know, when you're younger, uh, and for obvious reasons, when we're growing, we want you have a rapid, more rapid bone turnover rate. So I wonder, are they being used at all? If they have someone that's not healing very well, and I wonder if it's used in that. I think probably more off-label. I don't think you're sure. going to see most physicians because there are dangers with growth hormones. So we have, you know, we'll touch on and that we'll as get we go. Into that, yeah. But I mean, it's one of those things where, yes, it works. And so there's a reason why it's banned by the IOC. It's banned by MLB. It's banned by the NFL. It's banned by NC2A. I mean, it's sure. banned. But it does help. It does promote healing. It does help to enhance bone strength. It helps with the matrix. Um, so it works with your body's natural systems. Now, one thing we had in the title, you know, does it slow down aging? And uh, could you speak to that, Chris? As, I mean, uh, slowing down aging, I, I mean, you're still like living longer. Yeah, right? it, and, yeah, it does. It seems to, your appearance gets better. Sure. You're going to have better, your hair will be restored. You're going to have better color. You're just going to, you know. And that's why it's so popular it gets in Hollywood. Re, yep, so yeah. really, for the aesthetic aspects. And there's actually, it's not just popular in Hollywood. It's, it's one of the most abused things that they use it for, these youth spas in other countries. You can't get it in the United States, but you can get it elsewhere, or you can buy it online. Um, but, I mean, it's one of these things. But you don't know what you're getting online, so you have to be real careful with that. Um, and I can talk about a Chinese example if you want. Um, but nonetheless, it does seem to give you the appearance of youthfulness. Um, and, but but you, it doesn't necessarily, necessarily make you, you live longer, longer because yeah. it can create a multitude of side effects. And it's quite unethical, and actually it's technically illegal to use for that purpose. You got to tell us your good-looking corpse line. Well, yeah. So, well, I thought we were going to talk about that in side effects, but yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. Sorry the, about that. But yeah, with the uh, yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of people when their face is their business. I mean, looking good, looking young, looking well is kind of a key. But you know, I mean, with the risks that are associated with 
growth hormone use, uh, you, it's going to end you faster. I mean, it's cancer, it's diabetes, it's thyroid problems. So you'll be a good looking corpse. Live fast, die young, and leave a good looking corpse. But look pretty. Yeah. Um, so another one, restoration of erectile dysfunction. Yeah. So uh, because it's a hormone, I mean, it passes through the blood and what, what they think that it does for that is the corpus callosum, which is what gives men an erection. Um, it basically seems to allow the smooth muscle to function more effectively. That's the closest uh, that we could find as far as what they believe is why it works. But if you have more operational smooth muscle, blood gets in there better and basically everything else works more effectively. And that, it's funny, they made a reference to this in one of those Hollywood articles that it's the love child of Viagra and Botox. Botox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, it's I working mean, for both things. You know, and, I think it works. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of, in a lot of ways, it's, you know, I mean, it, it's, I guess, but, whatever floats your boat, can, right? We'll talk about possible side effects coming up, but the, yeah, everything pays, a, you pay a price. You yes. Know? Um, so how about a stronger immune system? Yeah, it's strange. Um, growth hormone, again, you know, and, and that's, that's wild. I mean, I mean, our immune systems are very complex. So it's an aspect of immunity. But with all the other complexities that we have within there, we do show quite quite eloquently with regular, you know, with, with growth hormone. Again, we find this with kids that were supplemented with it or adults that were had, you know, some problem with their pituitary sure. gland. We recognize fully that their immune, they were not getting as sick. Yeah. And so doctors are Isn't pretty bright as a lot. And so they studied it and, and lo and behold, it works within that immune functioning category where it does help to minimize coughs, colds, and illnesses. But there's, there's and the again, downside. you're paying a price uh, to, to get that. Correct. So. All right, uh, decreased cardiovascular risk? Yeah, again, uh, the hormonal aspects, and it has to do with the muscle functioning. So, but it also, you know, because growth hormone is something that's designed, like when we grow, it's what, it's what makes us get big and tall and strong and fast and develop from child to adult. Um, those muscles, I mean, you do kind of turn back the clock. So, I mean, that's one of the things that's so hard to argue against because you do see a lot of good positive benefits when we are supplementing with growth hormone. But the problem is, is again, like I said, it's well, illegal. Let's go to the side effects. So let's talk about that. I mean, and then, yeah, it's illegal unless it's prescribed for unless you. it's prescribed in, in by the, your doctor. This is where you were talking about with HIV or yeah, yeah or whether it's, child. it's muscle wasting, yeah. child short stature. I mean, and you know, some of those syndromes are. Quite, but yeah, the downside of it, particularly with adults. So let's say you're a you know, 50, 60, 70 year old with some means because it's expensive. So I always classify that as a side effect. Sure. There are very few insurance companies, unless you have either a cancer or you know, something to the fact where it's a legitimate medical need. You got a pituitary gland that's not functioning properly. It's probably going to get covered by insurance. But for most of us that let's say you want to look better, live, you know, and, and try and look a little bit more youthful. Um, it's not going to be covered by insurance. What's the cost? Uh, anywhere from 500 to $2,000 a month. So it's expensive. Yeah. That's a, but uh, there's a lot of people that so pay that I, price. I would call that a side effect, but I mean, there's sure. some people where money just simply isn't an object. Sure. And so when we talk about the Hollywood crowd, I mean, I, I yeah, think yeah, they, they live in a different world that you or I right, probably never right. know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they have all sorts of fun toys and things that go along yep. with that, I think. But, uh, you know, the realistic issues that we see, particularly in adults that are trying to gain advantages to look youthful, when we use growth hormone is it can increase the risk for diabetes. It can increase, ironically, with the cardiovascular function, it can actually increase your risk for other heart 
uh, abnormalities. Oh, so it's kind of a double-edged sword, and I think you see that more with the aging. Um, thyroid cancers uh, are most common, but it can be other cancers, even skin cancers. So it's any type of, and actually, you know, to go back to children that are actually using it, let's say they had a, a cancer that initially caused the problem to begin with. Secondary neoplasms or secondary cancers are, I don't want to say a common occurrence, but it definitely is more prevalent in the people that have to use growth hormone. And so when the doctor makes a, you know, a very conscious decision to approach this for any human being, um, they're trying to weigh out these risks and benefits. And, and no sure. matter what drug I talk about, every drug on earth is going to have the yep, positive and exactly. the negative. I mean, the good aspects of a drug are still side effects. They just happen to be good, so nobody really considers it. The bad aspects are, are bad. And obviously, with things like growth hormone, like we're talking about today, you know, you become you're a healthy adult. Otherwise, you want to look better. You use it, and all of a sudden, become a type 2 diabetic. And this is all enhanced by the fact that if you buy an illegal version of it, who knows the quality of it, correct? Correct. I mean, I mean it comes down to, like anything else, is knowing your sources, reputable sources. And again, it would be something that if people were to go down that avenue, you'd have to be very careful. If you're finding after, you know, you've made a purchase like this online, um, there's a pretty, there's a, I've looked at the FDA, you know, site and actually um, there were several products that came through China, which seems like most things do. Um, and they were just amino acids. They were lifelized amino acids. You reconstitute it with whatever solvent they have in there and you inject it. And so they're purporting it to be growth hormone when it was actually just arginine. Which again is we'll, we'll talk we'll about, talk that. about the amino one acids. natural ways, yeah. but you know it, it's something that certainly isn't going to give you that punch, so to speak, to to get what you're looking for. But you know the reality of growth hormone, and, and I mean I've looked at the research for over you know 25, 30 years, is it it works, but there's a cost, and there's a pretty heavy cost at times. Yeah, and if you won't find out the cost sometimes till years later. It's, well, it's till too late. I yeah, mean, I, mean, I guess late. if yeah. you know, I mean, and I guess if you have a doctor that's prescribing it and you're paying for it and they're watching for it, I mean, you know, if you're an endocrinologist and you're a specialist, I mean, clearly they know what they're doing. And maybe it's going to be used in cycles rather than just chronically using it all the time, giving your body a little bit of a break to kind of recuperate. So I think sure. there's different ways that you can apply it. Um, which is an injectable product. And that's the other thing too. Anything that you buy online that's not injected is not real human growth hormone. So it's it is not, only it, injectable. It, it, you, right there, that rules it out that if it's online. Yeah, if it's you're buying not, a tablet or a spray, it's not growth hormone. Yeah, it period. might be something that might help a little bit boost it, but yeah. it's not. But yeah, it's buyer beware. And right. it's, it's wild, wild west when it comes to that. And we'll touch on that as we sure. go into it. Well, let's talk about some of the natural ways to boost them. Uh, Absolutely. So um, sleep. Yeah, it's going to be sleep, diet, and exercise are really the big pillars. And I, mean, I talk about this can't all the time. can't get away from that, can you? No, I can't. I, I'm, I'm a boring I mean, guy, Bob. I, yeah, mean, but I, I, I just am. It's, it's I'm funny. shallow. It's just, you know, you want to lose weight, you got to exercise. You need to exercise, you need to eat well, right. and you need to get your sleep. Deep, yeah. I mean, and those three things actually do all stimulate naturally your pituitary gland to produce more growth hormone. So if we want to just start with just sleep, which I think is, you know, America, and we've talked about this in yes. one of our last podcasts, uh, is that America doesn't get enough sleep. Yeah, so if you aren't sleeping. It's a badge of honor for a lot of people. Like, well, I only get three hours of sleep a night. You know, yep. And that's, you know, it's not something to be proud of. It's just, uh, you know, some people can function that way and some people can't. But it's, 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 it's one of those things where studies show, and they're right, and doctors know, and they're right that the more, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep, seven to 10 hours of sleep is where we really need to be. For the average person. And like, the, it can be one out of a thousand people 
that can get by with a much less and doesn't you really must not need it chris because uh, you would crash i have problems just ask my wife <laughs> <laughs> but i mean no i mean the reality of it is it, it really is important to try and get as much rest as you can you know it releases through the sleep cycle so we have anywhere from four to six cycles of, of sleep that we go through yeah. and, and the heaviest burst of growth hormone occurs at that first cycle of sleep so when you get to that deep restorative stages so they call it stage three uh, that's where your slow wave sleep occurs. That's also when your pituitary gland starts to kick out that growth hormone. And that's where all of our healing processes occur. I mean, growth hormone, even though we're adults and even though the amount diminishes, particularly after adolescence and really diminishes after 30, um, it, it, it's it's still important for all of our metabolic processes. It's why our muscles still remain firm and strong. It's why we tend to keep fat under control. It's why we try and keep our diabetes under control. It's why our bones regenerate. It's why our cognitive functioning is the way that it is. It's, it, you know, so there's a variety of different reasons and it's all good. But, you know, as we age, our bodies are designed to accept lower amounts of growth hormone. And that's probably what, when somebody lives to be 90, 100, 105 years old, the reason that we're probably living longer without those problems, one, they have a genetic disposition sure. let's face it uh they probably did a few things right throughout their right. lives whether they focused on their diet and exercise or not or they're just naturally they just gravitate towards it but i mean endocrinologists are going to tell you that when we supplement with growth hormone and the reason that we end up with type 2 diabetes or we end up with thyroid conditions i mean these are all things that are very very important for other processes in our bodies and when we inject the growth hormone into our body not your hand really it's going to go in your muscle uh but you're going to ruin that whole process. So you're gaining certain things. So you're going to look more youthful. Your collagen kind of fills in. Your muscles fill out. So all those good things happen, but there is an operational cost. And so we have Absolutely. to be super careful with that. So how does melatonin play a role in this? And I was reading about bright light and melatonin. Yeah, well, melatonin is a unique substance that our bodies make. It's a different gland in our body, the penile gland, um, another lower base brain. You know, so next door to the pituitary really sure. there's not that much space in there yeah. <laughs> uh, so but uh, the reality of it is is that melatonin it's what governs their sleep and wake cycle and what they've found uh is that when your melatonin levels are up we get tired so we right. get some sleep so and it all goes back to that first sleep wave so sleep again the pillar of fitness really is is sleep so, but, but when you have plenty of melatonin you're going to sleep well and you're going to yeah but uh, they've found that even taking and, and and melatonin you have to be careful yeah with we too. talked about this because uh long-term it yeah you problems. can take it and it's your body stops making it then. Right? It doesn't work as efficiently yeah. as if, yeah, about two weeks. And, and really all melatonin by all medical standpoints should really only be used for a couple of weeks and be for people that, you know, travel for a living. Let's say you're going from the United States to Europe, although they're probably shift not doing that right maybe. now, but shift work. Yeah. I mean, those are going to be the things where you have those approaches where you have to kind of get your body reset back and forth, back and forth. Um, beyond that, you know, it, it has its own side effects, but we know that when you take melatonin, uh, it, it's a hormone itself and it also helps to stimulate the production of growth hormone by a pretty large margin. In some studies, they say even 45 to 150%. So that's a large amount of growth hormone, depending upon the tracers and indicators that they're looking at. It's dose dependent as well. Um, but again, it's probably something, you know, when we look at this ethically, I mean, how much do we, I mean, do you want to live longer? Or do you want to look better? Or is it somewhere in between? And so I think well, you had touched on earlier too, before the podcast that, that, people possibly could get too much growth hormone. We don't know. Well, we don't right? know, I mean, but you, you, you see examples. I mean, I think too, I mean, 
there is a set dose that doctors have research. I mean, it's been around. We've been using synthetic growth hormones since the 80s. Um, and, and so the reality of it is we know the dose windows that are required. It's just the negative aspects of it when we're going off the rails off, right, right. is what you Higher. have to watch for because there are very real, very serious risks. So melatonin for people before time, uh, one of the best foods on earth to stimulate melatonin is pineapple. And it also stimulates Just growth. Just talked about that. I so, that and then raspberries so are right there. So, and they all, cherries are right there. So um, you need to eat it right before bedtime though. That's what they say. And it is, which is funny because one of the biggest killjoys for growth hormone production is sugar. And when we're talking about the glycemic index, mm -hmm. which is going to make people yawn and go to sleep, but it's a, a medium range uh, and the sugar, with that sugar. It's, it's not real high on the glycemic. It's not high, but it's still more sugar. And they, every article I've ever said is that sugar cuts down the production of growth hormone. So it was interesting to me. So it has something to do, I think, more or less with how it stimulates melatonin, which probably then in turn, you know, within that cycle stimulates the growth hormone. Sure. So for whatever reason, I mean, getting your sleep pineapple seems to be a trick I, I don't think i would eat an entire pineapple before bed, <laughs> but I, you know you could probably try a little bit awesome uh, let's uh this is probably not going to be very helpful to people but one way to increase uh growth hormone isn't it you decrease body fat you uh, yep. manage your insulin decrease sugar like all those things you'd want to do anyway correct but but uh so it's not really helpful advice for increasing your growth hormone no but it's you know it's really one of the things you always think of food as a way to stimulate things well intermittent fasting is another oh yeah way exactly. to consider and actually it's one of the bigger drivers of the bus and it's, it's a pretty simple procedure the reason so there's different ways to do intermittent fasting and i think there's uh, several ways on the internet you can certainly look at um it seems to be relatively trendy um but yeah, so is. depending upon which way you want to do it but i mean you know you sleep overnight you're in a fasted state to begin with so if you push back your meal let's say that's instead of getting up and itself, that's right. exactly and so your body is like well gosh i need energy so it goes into those fat cells it breaks them down and fats are best energy source so it breaks it down lipolysis and and so basically at that point your your body is breaking down fat and you're getting energy and off you go and it requires to be brought up because I, you know my first thought with fasting was like, i'm not going to eat for two days yeah you know, and well, i couldn't do that i think that's what we yeah and i i couldn't do it either so but like I I don't know the guidelines or I've, I haven't seen it, but you know what are they talk about like eating your last meal at four or five o'clock something well, like that. And you know to to make sure you maximize growth hormone production, you don't want to eat within two to three hours of going to bed. That's uh, everything that I've read. That's kind of seems to be the big thing. But with you know, there's different ways to fast. So I mean, there's ways where you can just have two days a week where you just have like a five to six hundred calorie day diet, and all the other days so of the week you down. eat normally. So sure. you just space them out. So let's say Monday and Thursday are the that, days so. you're not going to eat as well. Um, the otherwise, it's pushing back. You eat just in a window. So there's eight hours, and you eat oh, normally sure. within those in eight hours. Window, right. But you know, I mean, you you know, you become satiated after you eat. So I mean, you're not necessarily going to eat three hours after that. Right. There are some study. You know, there's the small tiny meals. So there's a lot of different ways that people can try. Like I said. I guess if you're interested in fasting, I, you know, I would talk with your doctor because I, you just want to make sure that it's right for you. Right. Um, I, 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 I always stress that. Uh, but the reality of it is, is it does seem to, I mean, because your body doesn't like being hungry, we have reserves. I have plenty of reserves right around the middle. So I'm sure that if well, I were to fast, <laughs> uh, you know, it's going to definitely sure. help to improve and drive, you know, the fat burning. And that's what creates the lean mass. And that's one of the, again, one of the attractive aspects of abusing growth hormone. 
Uh, want you want to mention there's a, a bunch of amino acids. That yep. There's yeah. Uh, I mean, can get through food ideally. Yep. Arginine, glutamine, orthonine. I mean, there's just there's tons of you know there's you know there's 20 amino acids, but I mean there are some that seem to be some are better than others, and usually when we stack them together, um, this seems like arginine and and orthonine seem to be the best two insofar as what we've seen with synergy together to help stimulate more growth hormone production. Um, uh, it seems arginine found in red meat, yep. seeds, nuts, chicken, seeds. brown rice. Yeah, it's it's in a variety of different things that we eat. You can look it up. So, um, but the yeah. the reality of it is is that when we're eating naturally, you're going to gain these things. You know, actually and and if you te- lean red meat and specifically grass-fed beef right. um, versus I guess, well, I mean, they're all farms, but I mean, when they're eating more of the grains and other things to fortify and fatten them and make them taste better. Um, But but I think, honestly, I mean, I I prefer to tend towards lean cuts myself. I do like grass-fed beef. It's just a leaner cut of meat, but it really can be even classified as a superfood because of all the other health benefits that you get from it. There's not a lot of fat. You get an excellent protein quantity because of the amino acids that are in there. uh, They, you know, specifically arginine and orthanine, uh, orthanine, excuse me. um, They are the ones that are going to help to stimulate that growth hormone surge, uh, you know, to help to replenish and heal those muscles and help with all those cellular processes that they work to improve on. Just leaving the vegans out or the vegetarians, you you can get through seeds seeds and nuts. nuts. No, I mean, they can, they can do this too. We completely understand that too. And, Orthanine is about the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can get supplements uh, that are purified. You can just go on to Amazon.com. You can go to health food stores. Uh, so you're going to find these type of amino acid pairings. I mean, there's glutamine. There's ga- there's other things, too, besides amino acids that you can use. Um, so it's one of those things where they definitely stimulate the and, – and it seems like the amino acids are the big thing. But, I mean, if you think about an amino acid, they're the building blocks of life. They're proteins that help us to develop other proteins and other cellular processes. So – Growth hormone is driving the bus and everything. Even as we age, we just don't use as much, but it's still helping with our bone turnover. It's helping with our muscles, fat distribution. It's what's actually, believe it or not, you know, if we're eating a healthy diet and staying active, it's what's preventing type 2 diabetes from developing. Sure. So they're all critical. Well, I guess if you were going to summarize here, you definitely would never want to use the uh, illegal substance because you don't know what you're getting. Well, no, I mean, the- um, if you need it for some medical reason, you're going to go through your doctor and otherwise you're going to try these natural ways to boost it. Yeah. Well, and the other thing we didn't really touch on really was high intensity exercise training. Oh, yes. So, yes. I mean, we want to, I missed that know, too. So exercise <laughs> is that other pillar. So we're, we're talking about food and supplementation. We're talking about sleep. We have to talk about exercise and specifically interval training. Yes. Um, and so probably, you know, probably one to two days a week, not any more than that, because obviously when we're doing these very high efforts and these are efforts when you're very uncomfortable, where you right. can't hold a conversation, that's the level that you need to be getting your heart rate up to. It's short Lift. Short burst. Short oh, yeah. Burst, You're talking right. 30 seconds to a minute, minute, five to 10 times throughout and a workout. Then, then so, the rest can vary. Yeah. Well, so whether it's Tabata intervals, whether it's skipping rope, which is, a, I mean, I, I just did that actually yesterday, and it just, I, it hurts. So, yeah, it I mean, does. It's a fatiguing burn. That, But but those studies show that your body um, does go into a, because of the way that it's metabolizing things, that it's that, that anabolic effect and breakdown, it's helping to release that growth more to heal get more lean mass and try and pack on some muscle density. So, I mean, it, it does naturally 
induce that so that we can become stronger. Definitely going to help lean, you lose fit. weight too. Yeah, I mean, and and be healthier. I mean, yeah. actually, I mean, hit training to me is is, is the I way mean, to go. You know, Brad and I, your your other dynamic duo yeah. portion that's not here with us right now. Um, we every Saturday, whether it's in the pool or on the bike, depending on weather dependent, um, we do a series of intervals that uh, <laughs> I guess if you if you ask me, I would call it brutal. Yeah, but uh, I believe you Brad, Brad has fun, so yeah, but yeah, he has fun I, with everything. He's only got one gear. Yes, he does. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got the burst. I, I will think tell you. you're along with him, though, too. So, uh, well, we're we're both kind of crazy. I think we'll bring it to an end there, Chris. Uh, really good information again. You just always uh, amaze me with your knowledge. So, thanks again for being on the show. Absolutely, enjoy it. And we'll uh, keep it rolling. Uh, watch for some additional episodes. See you next time.